good morning. My name is Tony Harden. I'm the discipleship pastor here at the church. But if you haven't noticed, things are a little bit different. If you haven't uh, been here for a couple of weeks uh, and you, ha you haven't heard what's going on, or if you're here for the first time, we are going to be doing some meal packing today. And so specifically, we're going to be, doing meal we're going to be packing meals uh, to send to the Ukraine uh, for folks in a war-torn area. And so you're going to have some instruction on what we're going to do here in just a little bit. On the screens, you're going to see some impacts of what your giving, what your support of this church actually does. We're going to be showing several videos throughout, uh, throughout the day, uh, throughout the service, and so please pay attention to those. But I will tell you this, a huge impact for today is what we're doing because this is not free. We have to pay for the, for the, for the services, and it's up to us to pack those. And so you have played already a big part in feeding folks in the Ukraine, in this war-torn area, refugees and all that that are, that are suffering from interrupted supply chains. Some of the most basic things we don't think about that much, and it's food. And so what you do when you give to this church is such a big impact, and today is a good example of that. So, so each box that you guys fill today um, is 288 meals. So that one box will feed a family of six for a month. Each bag is six meals, six servings. So you will feed, each bag will feed a family for a day. And then each box will feed them for a month. So once they go into the boxes, the next people that will be handling these boxes will be on the ground in the Ukraine. A missionary, a mother, a father, a doctor, a preacher, whoever it may be. They're going to be the ones pulling these meals out of the bags. So there's a chain from this place to Ukraine. You guys are having direct impact. So let's pray and then we will get you divvied up. Father God, thank you so much for this church. Thank you for Journey. Thank you for their willingness to serve. Thank you for this community uh, who, uh, most of all, want to make your name, uh, the name of your son, Jesus Christ, known throughout all the world. So, Father, we pray that as we get going, uh, Father, you just bless this time of worship as, as we sing your praises and as we uh, fellowship around these tables. May we serve you in uh, greater ways uh, as we go throughout this day. Father, we ask for your blessings, and it's in your son's name we pray. Amen.
are at Cindy's Hope Movo and we are working on Miss Vivian's garden, her banana patch. Actually, it's quite bigger than a patch. And we are preparing the land and getting it ready and cleaning it up for her. And this is how we whistle while we work here. Um, we sing and we work and this is the youth out in the community serving Jesus Christ and serving one another. So I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you from Jesus that you are helping us be the hands and feet of Jesus. Come to Cindy's Hope um, and participate with us as we help our neighbors. We love on people. We love our neighbors. In Jesus' name. Jesus says that we're gonna always have the poor. And sometimes I like to think why he says that. Because for me, the poor is a seasoning in the world that gives a, spe a special flavor. Because I have found so much beauty here. It seems like behind that pain to face it, and take the time to just be present. I have found treasures, just beauty. At Lemonade International, we see ourselves as the voice of the people of La Limonada uh, to the people of the United States. We see ourselves as a support structure uh, for Vidas Plenas and the, the, the ministry and the organization um, that Tita leads. We hold them up through financial support and administrative support so that they can do the work that they're called to. When someone enters La Limonada for the first time, there's so much to take in. Your senses are overwhelmed. The sights, the sounds, and the smells of a community of 60,000 plus people who are living in a ravine that runs through the middle of Guatemala City. We start working with the gangs and the thieves, and it was uh, tough and hard work. And at some point, God asked uh, ask us to work with the kids to prevent them. I want to fight to protect the children, to maintain the pureness and the, the innocence. 
the children have. So our focus is prevention. That's why we have the academy, but um, to be present in the community. When they see Tita coming down, people come and gather uh, around her and they smile and they look happy and they call her to their homes. Uh, people feel, I think, relieved. There are no words, no actions, no psychology. Anything, anything is going to heal them and help them and make them feel well. But love, everything we do, if we don't love them, it's not going to work. One of the things that I think is really unique about Lemonade International is that we are focused in one community in the world. And we empower local leaders who work in solidarity with the people of La Limonada. Being in this community, I have learned more than 1,000 people has passed away. So I know the need is today, and if I come tomorrow, maybe the person is not going to be there anymore. If we don't prevent somebody today, tomorrow is going to be raped. The need is today and is right now. Tita and the leaders in La Limonada are doing amazing work. We joyfully invite you to partner with us in supporting them to change the lives of the people of La Limonada. As much as we'd rather be able to meet in person on a wonderful Sunday morning like this, I'm glad to still be able to come to you and say thank you for all that your congregation does to advance the kingdom of God in Northwest Haiti and to support the many ministries of Northwest Haiti Christian Mission. Now, I recently was able to record some video from a normal Sunday morning service in Maya, Haiti. I think you'll enjoy it. This is Sam Williams, Executive Director of Northwest Haiti Christian Mission, here on a beautiful January morning in Mayette, Haiti. Now you can see it's a little warmer here in January than it is in Kentucky, but these folks are getting started for worship, and on behalf of them, and on behalf of Northwest Haiti Christian Mission, I want to thank you for your support, your visits, your prayers, and everything that you do in partnership with this congregation. Let's go inside and see what's going on.
I was 19 years old. I was in my first year of college. I was in a committed relationship and, and felt like God had a good plan for me and I was, everything was falling into place. It was the darkest time of my life. Afraid that other people may judge you. We discovered I was pregnant. It didn't take long for the reality of our circumstances to set in. Pues, en ese momento yo no quería tener. Empecé a buscar clínicas de aborto. Yo siempre traté de darle el apoyo, ¿no? Sobre todas las cosas. Era un poco difícil realmente para mí. Entonces, no sé, yo estaba consciente también de que ambas cosas por, probablemente podrían tener repercusiones, ¿no? I had depression issues, couple suicide attempts, then now I'm pregnant, baby's father's not talking to me. We were both Christians, and we knew it was wrong, but we eventually decided to terminate pregnancy. We made a choice that would impact our lives forever. When I came to Ashure, they proposed an ultrasound. I heard also the heart of the baby. At the darkest time of my pregnancy, um, I felt like a Toyota Assurance was the only person there for me. It was like a safe place for me to just release. El día del aborto, pues yo decidí que no, que no lo iba, que no lo iba a hacer, que iba a tener el bebé. What I do remember is walking in and seeing many girls that looked just like me there. Everybody looked just as broken as I felt. Y llamé de nuevo aquí a la clínica de Ashure y fue donde donde me dieron otro ultrasonido. Assurance offers a program called Renew for post-abortive women. As soon as I walked in the door, I just felt love. When I heard the heartbeat, I was like, I'm going to do what's best for me. And this is what I always wanted. Even if I got to do it by myself, then that's just what I'm going to have to do. You know, I, I wanted to bring healing to other women. And I was the one that was healed in that process. La vida, no, para mí es muy, muy importante. Es como un regalo de Dios. God revealed to me that my baby was a little girl. And that... She is in heaven with him, and I know that she loves me. Jordan is my sunshine. He is my everything. You have saved my life tremendously. You don't even know. Just being you makes me go on. If I had to go through my pregnancy without assurance, I probably wouldn't have made it.
Where did your dreams go? Your dreams of childhood? Wishes of the young and innocent heart? The hopes to make the team or to make the winning play? To make your family proud? The dreams to go somewhere? To do something? To become something? To get out ahead of the world? To leave behind your fears and worries? To see how vast and beautiful the world can be? to discover, to dare, to dive in, to know and be known, to love and be loved. All of those dreams, where did they go? One day we wake up and we feel the weight of our decisions, the consequences of what we've done, and what's been done to us, the words, the actions, the lies, the addictions, the shame, the cycles, anger, the spiral. There's an emptiness that sets in. And all the years, the days and the dreams that are gone, we wake up and realize we're not as strong as we think we are. And it may have taken a great sorrow for us to realize that. But thankfully, you're not the only one with a dream for your life. There is one, our maker, our creator, the dream giver, who before you were even born had a plan for your life, a plan to prosper you and not to harm you, the one who imagined you, who delights in you, who gave up his own life for you. He has a plan for you. It's bigger than your mistakes, bigger than your regrets, bigger than all the hurts, hangups, and habits that have tried to steal your hope. No matter where you've been, and no matter what you've done, you're not too far gone. God is for you, and his dreams for your future are good. A future of joy, a future of purpose, a future filled with redemption and renewal, promise and possibility. Don't stop now. Don't give up yet. This is the part where the story gets good, where the battles are won, where the prodigals come home, where the dead awaken to life. Your past, it's not your future. There is a God who does the impossible. There is more to come. Come, rejoice with us. Welcome to Celebrate Recovery.
Hello, I'm Tony and I've been a member of Journey Church for about a year and I have a story I'd like to tell you about how God has helped me and brought Jesus into my life and helped me become a better person. Well, when I was young, I was a pretty successful person and was successful for years. And a point came in my life where I started having some bad health issues and things just started going bad for me. I started going downhill a lot and uh, over about a 20 year period of time, I just got to where I felt like I wasn't worth anything. I, I honestly felt like I just wasn't even worth the, the air that I was breathing at the time. And uh, yeah, it was a difficult point of time in my life. Uh, there came a point when I was very, very sick. I had been sick for a long time, like 20 years. It kept getting worse. And on top of that, I think I got COVID and I was in a bad spot. I really didn't know I was going to make it or not. And I just pleaded to God I needed help. I told him I needed help and didn't know what else to do. And uh, I survived the sickness. And a couple of months later, as I was recovering, uh, a complete stranger showed up in my driveway. And uh, I, I could tell when I was speaking to this person at the time that he was, uh, it seemed like he was a really good person, but I, I just really didn't know him. And, uh, and he left and a couple of months later he came back and, uh, and invited me to church, to Journey Church. And, uh, so I went and I started to learn about Jesus. So I had been I thought I'd been spiritual in the past of my life, but so I, I decided to open up and let Jesus into my life and give me the guidance that I needed. And in a few months after that, I, I got baptized and just opened myself up and I, I basically surrendered to Jesus to give me the guidance that I need and help me be a better person in my life. And, maybe can help some other people the same way I'm being helped. Uh, there's been such a profound change in my life since I've surrendered to Christ and I, I have a really hard time expressing it. I, I have a hard time putting it into words. Um, I've seen things happen in my life that I, I really haven't changed the way I go through my day-to-day -day routines, except for I go to church, but I've just seen a sequence of things that had to happen that had to just happen just right to put me in the place that I'm in right now. And I, I can't explain it other than I know it has to be the work of God that has uh, placed His 
his hands or whatever on me to help me, to guide me. I'm being guided. I, I don't even know it, but I've seen this happen. It's just so profound that uh, I, I do have a hard time expressing it. I would have to tell them that, well, I mean, you really, it doesn't take a whole lot. It's kind of like a, a freebie. <laughs> you can uh, you can ask for help and, and you can get it. And uh, it doesn't really take a whole lot of effort. And it can really make a profound change in your life if you just open up to Jesus and, uh, and the Lord and, and let the good things happen. Uh, 
we are involved in a few other activities. We do a lot of translation work and uh, translate from English to Hindi in our language so people can benefit from that. We do a lot of benevolence and disaster relief work which is um, which we are helped through AIDS and we are able to help many people because of their uh, help to, that they extend to us. Uh, we do a lot of self-supporting projects, uh, some sewing machine projects uh, in villages where women know how to sew, some uh, goat projects and chicken projects. Uh, also daily need store projects. We have a few of those and they're doing very well. We also have uh, two preschools that we are running in villages where preschools are not available for children. We uh, extend help to widows and uh, so many underprivileged Christian children to go to school. We are thankful to Brother Richie, uh, who is a member of AIDS and who introduced us to uh, AIDS uh, after many years, I was a member of AIDS for uh, since 1974. But God has blessed us with good friends like uh, Richie who is there and AIDS has uh, done a lot of work with us. So I am very thankful with, along with my family to all of you, the leaders, Brother Randy, Sister Erin, Missions Committee, and also the leaders and the church family for what you mean to us. We want to express our heartfelt thanks and so many uh, blessings have come because of you and we look forward to the day when a team from the church will be able to visit us in the future and we are praying for that. So once again, thank you very much and God bless you all. Thank you. Thank you, friends. Thank
Kids who introduced us to AIDS uh, after many years. I was a member of AIDS for uh, since 1974. But God has blessed us with good friends like uh, Richie who is there and AIDS has uh, done a lot of work with us. So I am very thankful with, along with my family to all of you, the leaders, Brother Randy, Sister Erin, Missions Committee, and also the leaders and the church family for what you mean to us. We want to express our heartfelt thanks. And so many uh, blessings have come because of you and we look forward to the day when a team from the church will be able to visit us in the future. And we are praying for that. So, once again, thank you very much and God bless you all. Thank you. Thank you, friends.
there are over 6,500 people groups who have never heard the gospel of Jesus. Around 218 million people are affected by natural disasters each year. Nearly 11% of the world's population is undernourished. 1.2 billion people live on less than a dollar and 25 cents a day. Some 53% of the human The facts are overwhelming. Is there really any hope? Yes, there is hope. International Disaster Emergency Service is here to equip you to provide help and hope. Together, our mission is to meet physical and spiritual needs of suffering people throughout the world in the name of Jesus Christ. We cannot do it without you. Because of you, the hungry will be fed. Because of you, the thirsty will be relieved. Because of you, the poor and the desperate will be served. Both here in the United States and throughout the world, your willingness to join our movement will impact lives for Jesus. Our mission as a church is simple. We're called to love God, love people, and to make disciples who make disciples. That's it. And while this mission is simple, it can manifest itself in a million different ways. So, in order to accomplish our mission, there are three things we need to have in place. Vision, leadership, and resources. The church needs a clear vision for what loving God, loving people, and making disciples who make disciples means for us. The church also needs men and women who are willing to take ownership and lead in that vision. And finally, the church needs resources to make that vision a reality. A vision that isn't resourced is only a dream. In many churches, budgets are rarely connected to what they actually value. 
and capital campaigns are often connected to projects and buildings. But what if a church had a resourcing plan that was attached to their vision rather than a project? A resourcing plan that was easy to understand in which everyone could participate. A resourcing plan that could unify the church, build unstoppable momentum, and make our vision a reality. Well, I'm happy to tell you that such a plan has come to journey, and it's called the Released Initiative. Over the next year and a half, our vision as a church will focus on five key areas. One, continue the mission we're currently doing, only with more strategy and more efficiency. Two, make a deeper impact on the lives of our children and adults by providing better environments for worship, community, and service. Three, greater impact on Versailles by partnering with the most effective ministries in our area. Four, we want to deepen our commitment to making disciples both here at home and around the world through increasing our support of local, national, and global missions work. And finally, we want to create more possibilities for the future through debt freedom. In order for this vision to become a reality, it needs people like you to become leaders in our church and for the kingdom of Christ. And it needs to be resourced. Even though this vision is manifested in these five areas, it is one vision for one church. Therefore, we propose that it be resourced by one fund. Over the next year and a half, we're asking the church to give $2.5 million to fuel our collective future and the vision God has given us. This is the plan. This is our mission. This is the Released Initiative. Wow, what a great morning. Amen. Let's, yes. You know, I remember almost 20 years ago sitting in a room with the leaders of Journey Church and the leaders of the Ukrainian Pentecostal Church as we closed on the sale of a building where we used to have uh, our, our church on uh, Paddock uh, down the road. And the Ukrainian church bought that, uh, bought that church building, and since they have moved to Lexington, built a much uh, bigger facility. But what's neat is the relationship that we've been able to maintain over those 20-some uh, years. And I'm so grateful that so many from the Ukrainian Pentecostal Church are here this morning. I got to meet Alex and his wife. He told me that Pastor Boyechko is in Ukraine now doing mission work. So what a blessing. Today I wear my Thrivent hat. Thrivent has partnered with Journey Church to help underwrite part of the cost of today's event. Thrivent is a financial uh, services organization. We provide financial solutions such as life insurance, long-term care insurance and annuities, financial planning, uh, investments, but most of all we provide peace of mind for our clients. And that's what I love doing is working with clients to help provide clarity. What's unique about Thriving is we're a not-for-profit membership organization of Christians. And generosity is at the heart of who we are. So being able to help uh, underwrite some of the cost of, of our event today, but also we contribute millions of dollars throughout the country to causes that are important. One of the neat things about this is that our members can also give. So part of the uh, cost today was uh, contributed, or the, the funds were contributed directly by our members. If you're a member of Thrivent, you have access to what's called an action team, $250 that you can use towards uh, a cause that you care about, whether it's for educational purposes, whether it's for fundraising, or uh, doing things like uh, a service project like what we did today. So if you have any questions about membership uh, with Thrivent, you can talk to me, uh, Duncan Gardner, Rob and Brittany Lawson are also financial advisors with Thrivent, 
and uh, we'd love to talk to you more about this. But it's been a great day. Thank you so much. If you want to help with the second service, you can. We'll start uh, at 11 o'clock. Um, but otherwise, uh, I want to close with some words from Jude, verses 24 and 25. Now, to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. Have a great morning.